Welcome, Sacred Disruptor, to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, modern medicine priestess, golden age business mentor, and marketing muse for spiritual entrepreneurs. In this sacred temple, we explore what it means to embark on your spiritual journey towards sovereign embodiment, multidimensional leadership, and social justice while honoring a business of integrity. Gathered here are some of the world's leading mentors, healers, and revolutionists alike as they share activating codes of guidance and transmissions of wisdom that will empower you to thrive. As a sovereign leader, you are here, embodied in your truth and on your evolutionary mission to answer the call, move the masses, and activate your legacy for the generations to come. You are here to unleash your medicine. Welcome home. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I'm so excited to be sharing with you this juicy, juicy, juicy medicine. I've got Aisha Durrani here of Oath Oracle. This woman is the real deal, and we've been connected on Instagram for quite some time now. And when you get two Leo Risings in a conversation together, you know it is fire. <laughs> but I'm so excited to be sharing with you this conversation because, you know, when you have the courage to really take the leap and to answer the call to live out your soul's greater mission and purpose, it comes down to you honoring your truth and to really not be discouraged from the conditioning of society and the narrative of the collective, your community, and really the belief of how are you how you're supposed to do things right and we're seeing so much of this collectively right now of what's right what's wrong there is a split in timelines and part of the agenda that's going on right now is an us versus them or um a divide and conquer would be a better place to say it but we have to understand that this is the time more than ever for us to come together and think about it. We've got Saturn in Aquarius. This is about us finding the pieces, revolutionizing the world with our medicine and revolutionizing the way things have been done. And that's why things can be kind of rocky right now, because how are you going to navigate? How are you going to stand in your truth? How are you going to honor your truth and pave the path to actualizing your desires? And this is a huge thing I'm teaching this Thursday, the 30th. In my free workshop that I'm hosting, it's called The Elements of Golden Age Leadership. And so if you want to sign up, you can visit the link in my Instagram um, inside my bio, or you can go to sabrinariccio.com slash workshop. And this hour-long experience, which is happening at 4 p.m. Pacific time with the replay available for 72 hours, we're going to be talking or I'm going to be sharing with you the elements of what it takes to cultivate true leadership and to really have your medicine and your mission be grounded, held, supported, and with intention, because this is what we need right now. We need more conscious sovereign leaders becoming and being the solution, embodying their truth. And these are the massive components I want to share with you. So I got this download over the weekend to share this in the middle of the night. I literally got out of bed, woke up and took these notes because I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good to, to, to not share. I have to share this, right? 
I, I couldn't pass this, this medicine and this wisdom. And so I'm beyond excited. Again, you can go to sabrinariccio.com slash workshop to save your space. And I have a special offering um, to those whoever signs up. And this is this is the time for us to to be in this leadership, right? You came here when you did, you've experienced what you have and have gained wisdom of what you've learned, your experimentation, as we talked about a lot in this episode, beyond the conditioning of the love and light doctrination is the best way that I can see it, that has told you that you need to do this, you need to be this in order to, to you know, to do it right. The only thing you need to do is be you. Plain and simple. You are here to write the script of your life. You are a sovereign being. And so Aisha is really here talking about what it takes to really be and embrace the essence of you, how you honor you, how you honor your your energy. And with astrology, this is a really powerful tool that can help you understand your star map, your blueprint, your energy, so that you can really show up in the world embodied in your truth, especially as you go forth and really embark on your healing journey. So this is about leading with integrity and honoring what makes you you and sharing from that space to be part of the solution. So just remember that what is unfolding is happening for a reason. It's happening for you, not to you. And when you have this faith in knowing that you are protected, that you are safe, that you are guided, you have the ability to live out your destiny. And this is what we're talking about. We're talking a lot about owning your power while fully embracing who you are, your name, your energy, your essence, and how astrology has the ability to transform trauma into freedom and power. A big piece that, you know, I've been really passionate about as well is really talking about the gaslighting and the love and light programming. And all of that is dismantling and being crumbled right now. It's just, I just see the tower card every time and it feels so good. And we also talked a lot about understanding Lilith in your chart so that you can begin to really heal the wounded feminine so you know how to take action and become in your full part, in your full embodiment. We also talked a lot about strengthening the nervous system to inhabit your body so that you can have that sacred container to hold the energy and the opportunities coming your way and what it really takes to transmute that toxic masculinity that's been running rampant for far too long. And so just remember that with faith and trusting in the divine timing and the divine plan, especially during those challenging times, anything is possible. And this is what we're diving into. So again, if you want to show up as the sovereign leader in the golden age, where you are paving the path for this new paradigm of conscious business and what it really means to experience financial freedom and liberty, sovereign liberty from anything and anyone outside of you that has conditioned you to be, I invite you to join me for my free webinar that is happening Thursday, the 30th with a replay available for 72 hours. And it's all about the elements of golden age leadership. Um, I know that this medicine is going to be fueling those who are ready to answer the call. People like Aisha who are here, this is a, she's a very powerful visionary astrologer and she's 
a mystic business strategist who's really passionate about transforming past trauma into power and freedom. And this is why I love her so much because we do such similar work and we know the importance of shadow work. We understand the importance of strengthening your nervous system if you want to be leading a strong, soulfully led, sustainable business, right? This is what it takes. And so I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. And if you want to join the free webinar that's happening on Thursday, again, check out serenariccio.com slash workshop. And in the meantime, I invite you to take notes. I invite you to take a screenshot, tag Aisha and I, you can tag her at oath.oracle on Instagram, tag me at Sabrina Riccio and at Sovereign Society Podcast. We would love to see who's tuning in. And I just invite you to really dive into this really beautiful transmission about embracing the essence of you through astrology. Enjoy. What up, everyone? I'm so pumped for this conversation because I have someone who's recently fully stepped into her full name and isn't hiding behind a basket where we we're just talking. It's like, do I call you Earth Oracle? Do you call you Aisha? She's like, call me Aisha. I was like, yes, queen. She's stepping <laughs> up into her name. And so I'm really pumped about this conversation because not only like I, I know I wanted to talk about today about like the importance of your essence and so much of owning your name is that right? Like when we're hiding behind a mask, even if it is our business name, then I feel like we're not stepping into our full power in that sense as well. And so I'm really pumped that you're here stepping into your full name. I think that's incredible. What was, I want to hear the call of that. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I love that we're talking about this because it's been an interesting journey with like multiple baby steps of, um, you know, starting my business in March of 2020. So almost coming up on a year. And by the way, I just looked up and it's 11-11 right now. So ah! I'm just going to drop that in there. <laughs> no accident. I think when you said that, it was like pushing record out like one eleven too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. So when I started my business in March of 2020, you know, we, depending on how comfortable you are in the world of business or how familiar you are in the world of business and coaching, for me, I was totally unfamiliar with this world, completely, completely unfamiliar with this world. I dropped out of high school at age 15 and I really gave up on having a good career because there are stories when you choose to leave school, you hear stories and programs that if you make this choice, you will never have a, a good job. And so I was like, okay, word, this is what I have to do for my spirit, my soul. So I'm going to do that. And I guess I'll, and the program was installed. I guess I'll never have a good job. So was not in that world at all of career or success or entrepreneurship. I was in the service industry, cafes, bars, that kind of thing for a long time. And then fast forward, I'm 31 years old. I'm 32 now, but I started my business. I'm 31 years old. And I'm like, okay, this astrology, like I've been studying astrology for 17 years. It's been a major part of my life. And people in my real life began to request, I was going to say beg, they began to ask me if they could pay me for full readings for their friends, for their boyfriends, for, and then start referring me to people I never even met. So through word of mouth, my business began amazing. I was like, Whoa, I'm, I'm doing my passion and I'm receiving money. Like what the fuck? Like that was totally mind blowing for me. So I get to the point of, okay, this is a business. So I start my business Oath Oracle in March, 2020. And I had a lot of 
ideas about what was okay and what was going to be accepted. And my personality itself has always been black sheep vibes, Aquarius, Aquarius vibes, like right to the, from the beginning, right to the end, you know, like always been that kind of rebel black sheep. So I um, began my business with a very giving information. So if you looked at my previous content, it would be completely different than what it currently looks like color wise. I was like, oh, people are all in this like muted, nude, light kind of thing. And I just did that a little bit, not not thinking I was conforming, but we can't help but be influenced, especially when we're not really, really strong. And like, this is who the fuck I am. And this is what the fuck I do. And that's good. Like this, that's good. It was kind of like, okay, I'm tiptoeing in this world and experimenting. And, you know, we learn through experimentation and every post was always ended off or I would sign it off Oath Oracle. So it was very much like info, info, all for you. Here's everything I know. I know so much about astrology. Boom, 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 boom. Like very data kind of based and very like informative. And it's funny because I clearly I'm an astrologer. I'm work in business and I now just coach others and mentor others in creating their soul businesses. And my own chart was telling me through certain Leo placements that personal energy, like my personal life, my personal energy, and me as an individual was actually going to benefit my business and create more abundance in my life. So I could see that. <laughs> and I feel like your listeners are fairly familiar with astrology, just because I know that Sabrina, you often like post about astrology and have that interwoven in your content. And so certain placements were telling me straight up, like, this is better. <laughs> like, this is, this is going to make you more money. This is going to be more magnetic. This is going to be this. This is going to be this. So slowly, I took little baby steps, <laughs> little, little, little baby steps coming out of the closet in different ways of starting to share a little bit more about my life. At first, I didn't even post photos of myself because the way that I look is also very, like, noticeable. Like, I have a lot of tattoos. I'm a brown girl. There's all, all different layers to the discomfort of showing up online. It's very vulnerable. And so I started to share more about my story. And finally, I got to the point where I could feel the energy of when I would sign off as Oath Oracle. I love the name of my business because it's all about embodying your cosmic oath. Like we, you know, our oath to our higher self, but signing off everything as Oath Oracle, I was just like, ah, and and for a while I thought, oh, but I, people know me as this. So now I can't change it. And there's been all these different realizations throughout like running my business that like, oh, this is my shit and I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can change it. And I did. And it felt like such an amazing relief. And now everyone calls me by my name. And I, in my post where I shared this uh, a few months ago, I explained the pronunciation that it's not Aisha, just what most people think totally common, very fine if you've made this mistake, but it is pronounced Aisha. And so I got to just say it all at once and it just felt so fucking good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. I think it's really important to, to not only make sure that like you don't shame yourself for that part of the journey either, because I know when like I was hiding behind my name, right? Like I, cause I was still really insecure about like, oh, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. And so yeah. it's like, you don't, you're not stepping into, to that full power or that full space fully yet, because you're like, you're there, there's like a, oh, at least I'm safe behind this, mm -hmm. but it's time for me to step into it. So with lot, with a Leo placement, you know, there's so much of that that drive and answering the call and hearing a lot more of like stepping into that. And I think, you know, I think right now with what's, 
what's coming up and what's rolling through is that we are being really asked to show up and to be in that leadership. Um, I think like what's going on is that we are piercing through a serious veil of stepping into like sovereignty and um, going beyond conditioning, like you shared, like, you know, there's, there was that, uh, conditioning that told you like, oh, well, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure by dropping out of high school. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm, you don't know who you're talking to. I'm a powerful <laughs> bitch, you know, like, I think, I think there's, there's so much of that right now where people are rewriting the script and, um, are, are stepping in and embracing like what makes them them and really, really being unapologetic about it, which I think is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, t- I know, actually, I don't think I know, to get to that space requires you to like really dive in deep mm-hmm. and really transform that past trauma. Um, so because when you're able to see those traumas, especially from early childhood, um, and the, you know, you can't, you were dropping out of school, like probably around the, uh, around the end of your sacral ch- chakra being formed and the beginning of your solar plexus, which is fire and Leo with that fire as well of, mm-hmm. and that courage and confidence, you know? And so it's, it's interesting to see that, uh, what happens when you give yourself permission to go back, when you give yourself permission to, uh, really like tend to that part of you that has been either ignored, bullied by society, um, put in a box by uh, society, conditioning, past traumas of other people and projections. Uh. Um, so I'm curious to hear like how how you found uh, doing that deeper work of uh, beyond the love and light, especially because like so much of your branding is so like mysterious in that sense as well, too. So I know you're you're passionate of not just like a good vibes only love and light bullshit that's been infiltrated the new age spirituality that a lot of us got caught into in the beginning of mm-hmm. if I'm not good vibes only, then I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to talk more about the importance of embracing the humanness of working through that past trauma and the humanness of of feeling into um, those conditions and breaking free from it. Mm. Yep. I I love that so much. And without astrology, it would be really hard. Like, I truly don't know what my life would be like without astrology because I did find astrology when I was 14. So one year before dropping out and leaving my home. And I had a lot of unresolved trauma that I didn't even know what that word even meant. So I was living alone with roommates um, in the city. So moved from a town into the city of Vancouver, living with people that were older than me. And I was, this was like teenager, like in a place where there was no other teenagers. There wasn't even like a high school in this neighborhood. It's like a cool, cool, hip, hip area. And I was just drinking and partying and my whole like 15 until like basically like the age of 27, 28 was just hot mess, a clock. So destructive behaviors, toxic relationships, codependency, substance abuse, um, all, all kinds of like hilarity ensuing. And for my whole twenties, uh, when I was 20, I went on my first, uh, trip 
So my whole twenties, I backpacked all over the world. I've lived all over the, I've lived in Barcelona. I've lived in Bogota, Colombia. I've lived in Australia. Like I've I been all that. the fucking world. And it, that was really helpful because removing myself from where I was and going somewhere different and realized I made this experience happen. And I, and I worked at a cafe making minimum wage and I, I made this happen and I'm having this, ex- these amazing experiences. So it was this very interesting roller coaster of, I've, naturally been a very philosophical person and my family however much issues we had were very philosophical people so I grew up with like war and peace on the bookshelf I grew up with like Frederick Nietzsche's work on the bookshelf so I had always had a very philosophical kind of way of seeing things so my travels were like equal parts like cocaine to like equal parts, like yoga retreat, <laughs> like on my yoga balance, right? Training, yeah, balance. <laughs> so I was like in the world of tantra workshops and all these different things. I would spend like five weeks doing work exchange at a spiritual community and then just like go party and rage it somewhere in a, in a forest. And so what happened is I got over the love and light scene before I even entered the world of entrepreneurship because mm. I was sick of being gaslit and I was sick of people telling me that I attracted the traumas in my life. Now, from a greater, bigger perspective, I believe we do choose our most challenging experiences, but I don't believe that it's that something's wrong with my vibration. And the the way that it's explained is usually by people of privilege who have no idea the traumas that other people have truly gone through and just like to really brush it with one broad pain stroke that you have attracted this into your life. Now, on a bigger scale, like I do believe everything is love and light, like in a bigger, I think everything else is illusion, but the whole point of choosing that experience was to work through it, transform it and learn something. And Um, get strength and and strength strength, and compassion. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And it's when we choose that our past had a purpose and we choose to see it that way. That's not, it's not your fault, but there was a purpose to it in some way. That's what has really changed things for me. And astrology really helped me with that. So understanding that my moon and North node are in the eighth house in Pisces, like that, that's, that's what you can also pick up in my branding as you're talking about like that mystery energy that's like eighth house energy right so I'm a big fan of the north node and I'm a big fan of and so maybe you have the same north node because you're 89 my my north my north node is actually 28 degrees Aquarius oh okay nice nice I love that yeah yeah (laughs) it's 28 degrees Aquarius I was just talking about it with my friend the other day and it's in the eighth house Mm -hmm. um so I've been like really navigating through a lot of that lately um and I think you know like Blessings to you for clearing out of the love and light bullshit before you got into the path of entrepreneurship, because I started my business with love and light, like, because that's what I thought you do. Mm-hmm. I started my business, you know, at 23, starting to teach mm-hmm. more. Like I, I was doing my business as I was working through it. Like I just knew I wanted to share what I was yeah. learning at that space. Um, but I was totally infiltrated. That's like, like right now I'm on a social media sabbatical. I'm off social media for the whole month of for like the rest of Pisces season into Mm. Aries season, uh, because for me, like I'm I'm listening and hearing that like massive shifts are happening. And I'm also like um, closing a massive chapter by finishing editing my book right now Mm. where I talked all about. Uh, falling into the false light, love and light trap. Mm. And then uh, working with plant medicines like ayahuasca and peyote and psilocybin, those really helped me um, pierce through the love and light illusion because I do feel like love and light, like you said, it just has this like big brush. But more than that, 
it it preys on those that are the most vulnerable in in terms of like that are the most that have the most wounding that's been unprocessed or unhealed like they're they don't know how to protect their field and they're just like open for a miracle in a way mm-hmm. of like oh, I'll take whatever I can to get out yeah. of this and they're giving away their power to something outside of them because they still have a lot of low self-worth and so mm-hmm. low uh low self-esteem that was me yeah like I just got struck by lightning and I was like I need a miracle and then you know I was told like oh well you put all this on you and I'm like mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I've been navigating through childhood trauma since I was three years old. Like, I for sure put it on me at three years old, for sure. Um, yeah, it's so damaging. Do- it's so hurtful to hear that when you're in a place of healing and they're telling you, because I experienced the same thing of like, yeah. yeah, you need to stop. You need to stop being so in your story. And it's like, no, I need to heal through it. And then when it's when it's like yes, I want to let it go, but there's processing that has to happen. I can't just pretend because pretend yeah, is not, that's bypassing. not truth, right? Well, that's then you bypass truth. it. And then it's like, oh, like I'll just brush it to the side. And it's like, okay, cool. Then it's going to bite you in the ass down the line unless you work through it now. Yeah. Or when the time is divine timing, whatever you want to see it as. But I mean, that's why I wrote, I wrote my book. It's my memoir, you know, and to me, finding that alignment, like it's called alignment is the true hustle because finding that alignment is the real work beyond the conditioning, the gaslighting, the infiltrations, Mm. uh, the stories, um, the societal, like you can sit with us, kind of Regina George and the mean girls, the plastics of like, oh, you're, you're, you're worthy of like being with us. Like we only wear pink on Wednesdays kind of thing. And, um, there was a lot of that. And like you said, I think a lot of it was privileged and a lot of like whiteness in the spiritual community really brought that. And that was also really challenging for me because I actually come from like a very like dark skinned Italian family. Like my grandfather was brown. And so I never saw myself as like a white girl growing up because I I'm like super Italian. I'm like if if my big fat Greek wedding was like Italian family, that would be my life <laughs> like like that. I always saw myself as a European in America and just doing my best to like fit in. And I thought like I could finally fit in in the spiritual community. And to mm-hmm. do that was to do the false light, yeah. um, love and light thing. Um, but then I was giving away my power. And I think that's something that we need to recognize that, especially those who are just embarking on the spiritual journey. If someone is telling you to give away your power, then you need to step away from those people. Mm-hmm. That also sounds like experiences that are pretty in alignment with your South and North node placements because the South mm-hmm. node in Leo is wanting to be validated by people around them and find the people to be invited to sit with. Whereas mm-hmm. the Aquarian energy is like, I'm going to sit over here. And then people start coming up to you being like, what are you about? Like, you're like, this is cool. <laughs> 100% nailed it. Yeah. And also like my placement, I have, um, one degree Virgo moon. And I have my um, sun and my Jupiter conjunct, exact conjunction in Gemini. Wow. And then my uh, my uh, Mars and Venus are both in Cancer. Mm-hmm. So, and then I've got a stellium inside Capricorn. So mm-hmm. like, I I know what I'm here to do. And my only fire sign wildly enough is my south node and my ascendant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise I have 
I have no fire. (laughs) I'm a fire rising and my MC is Aries in uh, equal house and pole signs. Mm. So that's my only fire. I have asteroids though. There's always asteroids. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And and that's something I want to talk about too, because um, there's a lot of talks talking about like um, the dark mother energy too. And how I was, I did a, I shared a post that my friend um, talked about the other day, cause I've been seeing that too. Um, where there's a, where a lot of the dark mother energy is actually also like an infiltrated, um, distorted, like pure divine mother energy. Um, and I've, I've been navigating through a lot of that lately. And I think that was kind of the energy that was like doing its best to try to infiltrate, um, in this conversation with all the tech shit, especially cause like I am so mercury. Um, cause you're like, Oh, is there like a mercury, like transit off or something? And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. You're like, Nope, there's everything's fine. or Everything's looking good. Um, but there's, there's been a lot of healing that I've also had to work with a lot, um, with astrology and with, like I said, like Lilith and a lot of these energies, um, that like, sometimes I feel like there can be, there's like, there is a spiritual war happening right now. A lot of people don't talk about it, but to me, World War Three is a spiritual war and I've seen it. It's what I've been fighting since 2012. And so I'm curious to see how can we start working or understanding like asteroids and placements like Lilith if a lot of like a lot of people who've been like clearing out false light and infiltrations, how can we um, help that energy or find it so that there is some place of neutrality um, and pureness of that? Because I think if you're also aware of that, you're able to to navigate accordingly. So I would love to hear your experience with that, because I know Mm -hmm. you do teach a lot um, about Lilith, um, especially in the pace of astrology, but this is something I, I really wanted to ask you. And I've been really curious to see, um, like your take on it. Yes. I actually have a workshop on Lilith. So I love this topic. The way that I see Lilith is not as an infiltration. Um, the way that I work with Lilith is a way to understand our own disowned dark feminine aspects of ourself. So when I'm looking at a chart and we're reading Lilith, which is not something I normally do in a birth chart reading, but does happen sometimes when it's a prominent placement what I'll see it or what can how we can often express in our chart is say we have Lilith in Capricorn or the 10th house which is a sign that's of success and ambition this person this individual might be triggered by other people who go after success but that's because Mm -hmm. there's an unexpressed side of themselves that they have disowned or rejected based off of Maybe it's past life stuff. Maybe it's societal stuff. Maybe it's family stuff, karmic stuff where they're like, no, it's not okay for me to do that. And then they may be triggered by someone else having that. So understanding our Lilith can help us really understand our own triggers and desires that we haven't owned. And so Mm -hmm. similar to bypassing all um, like negative experiences as something we attracted to ourselves, bypassing our desires is also something which is harmful to us. So we might have, for example, Lilith and Capricorn, where there's a desire for success, wealth, ambition. And yet that might be very not okay within to that person in their perspective who has that placement. So that, that part of themselves may be undeveloped, unexplored, and repressed. Mm-hmm. And when an energy is repressed, it expresses in unhealthy ways, like mm-hmm. maybe judging other people that really go after that. 
for example. So that's how I work with Lilith in astrology. In terms of dark energy, I just wanted to say, like, I've had a, with a, my eighth house moon and my eighth house north node. I've had a whole journey with things like dark entities and, you know, sleep paralysis my entire life. I've seen many ghosts. I've straight up seen ghosts standing over my fucking bed. I've seen things. I've felt things like touch with my astral hands. I have felt the texture and the temperature of something. My focus is more on filling myself up with my own essence and my own light and being my own protection. So I live a few years of my life being like, oh, the entities are everywhere and they can't come in and always wanting to cleanse and things like that. But what it the focus of that, like my, where my focus was, was outside of me and I felt contracted. So mm-hmm. now what I really focus on, especially as a Pisces moon, because Pisces energy is very porous, um, as in like, absorb can be a sponge. Yeah, we are mm-hmm. absorbing, can be a sponge of energies. But uh, when you just call your power back to yourself and you're so fucking full of your own light and power, there is nothing to fear. That's, that's how I live mm. with it. Hell yeah. That's definition of sovereignty. Yeah. I love that. love that. Right. And that's why I wanted to ask, because I, I know there's been a lot of people that have been on the fence about it. And I think the more we're able to talk about it and express it in a way that's um, digestible, hmm. then that's how we're able to, to get our power back from a thing outside of us. Hmm. Um, because I do believe like inversions or whatever are just wounded parts that yep. need that love that are calling for um, that attention to nourish so that we can find this wholeness and transmute um, those pieces. Because, Like you said, if you're aware, and that's why I love astrology too, because you can start seeing what's going on. Like hmm. astrology isn't a God <laughs> and yeah. necessarily it's a tool to work with, to understand the energies that are coming around or that are, that are happening collectively so that you can plan accordingly and be like, okay, if this is what I'm working with, this is how I'm going to rise above it. Or this is how I'm going to work with it to, to, to express like with purity and intention, like more of that love and more of, um, that, uh, yeah, that intention that can just really be supportive to, um, to space. And I think, with that, it's also important to understand, like you were talking about essence, right? Like your essence is, is, is what makes you, you, and that's what also attracts people into your life or into your business. And so if you are just trying to cookie cutter, uh, what everyone else is doing, or like, you're like, oh, well, this person, like we can get caught up, not just in, (laughs) this is what came through for me the other day. It's not just like, especially in the world of social media today, it's been so about vanity metrics of like, how many likes did I get? Um, How many followers do I have? Do I have that blue check mark next to my name? Like things that don't matter. And now we also have a lot more of vanity that I'm seeing that's made me really sick of like people boasting about like how much money they've made, but they're not talking about the impact they actually made to make that money. Um, So if people are constantly talking about like, oh, I had this kind of month. Great. Are you actually talking about your expenses? Are you actually talking about like how many people, you know, like you impacted to make that money? Um, Are you actually being accountable for how much money you made? And with that, I think it's also important to say, like, I don't want like people to be boasting about like how much money they made to be as like a, a vanity thing. That's like to me, the new vanity thing that will have people sign up for their programs and stuff. But then where's like the, the integrity of it. That's something I've been really seeing this past year. So I took a a break from social media just because like, 
I was seeing like vanity and vain, right? Like there's uh, the opposite of that, that, that vain is, is love like the other side of it. Um, So I'm like, I'm really interested to see. And I think there's so much of this Pisces energy right now still too of diving in deeper in the subconscious. And we are working on infusing more love. And so um, I'm really interested to see. And I think also with just so much of like this Uranus and Taurus energy too, that we have for the next couple years or so. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how we can uh, also work with like by being our own selves, how can we um, infuse our essence, not just in our marketing, but also in promoting conscious capitalism. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Saturn and Aquarius, Uranus and Taurus, for sure. It's like Saturn is, Saturn is one of the co-rulers of Aquarius, but it's also a planet of generally tradition and protecting the status quo because Saturn is um, a planet of authority. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's like, you know, that is something that's established already in the past, Mm -hmm. but it's in the sign of the future and in innovation revolution. So that's like building revolutionary structures. Mm -hmm. And then we have the other co-ruler of Aquarius, Uranus and Taurus. So Uranus is revolution, change and disruption and Taurus is wealth, values and resources and they're squaring each other. So the two Mm -hmm. rulers of Aquarius are currently squaring each other. And so a planet Uranus, that's about the new, is in a planet that doesn't like change. So Uranus is a planet of change. Taurus doesn't like change. Out of all the signs, Taurus is the one that least likes change. So that's stubborn. Changing money. <laughs> Hell, yeah, stubborn for sure. Changing money, unpredictability in the stock market, cryptocurrency on the rise, yet also extremely unpredictable and volatile. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, it's like, and like the fact that we just started this, you know, this um, Saturn and Aquarius is still so fresh. Like we've just been in Capricorn the last like, what, two and a half years Mm -hmm. or so. So um, I do think a lot of what's also arising in that space is like, we're purging out the last of like 2020 as well. And the last of like the remnants of that Saturn and Capricorn energy. And like, I mean, you and I here, we both had our Saturn returns Uh in that Saturn and Capricorn energy. Um, But I do feel like, and then especially after with everything being shut down the past year, there's just, there's, there's a a yearning for more stability, you know, in the fields as well. Uh, Because everything has just been so up in the air of like, when is all this shit going to end? Yeah. You know, like, how can we create this path? When are we going to uh, like, I don't want to say back to normal because define normal, <laughs> but how are we going to be able to or 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 how can we give ourselves permission to surrender um, and trust the plan that's going while also finding, like you said earlier, um, finding that stability within ourselves. And I think that does come from embracing our essence, embracing Mm -hmm. who we are, stepping into our power, um, like owning our name and owning, uh, taking responsibility, I should say, as to why we're here for our greater message and mission. Yeah, absolutely. And fully inhabiting our body. So that was another thing I noticed in like love and light kind of negative experiences I had when I was really deep in my traumas, like so much unresolved trauma that someone can tell you, hey, just focus on love or whatever. But if your nervous system has been in fight or flight your entire fucking life, you literally (laughs) cannot do that. You have to do the nervous system stuff first, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. in my experience. 100%. I I meditated. I would do month long meditation retreats. I would do different 
events, ceremonies, all so many different things. And it wasn't until I did nervous system work that my whole life changed. And then I was ready to start my business. Um, right. So that's a big part of it is like fully inhabiting our body and knowing who we are, knowing what is our message, being nourished on the inside, like, you know, our moon sign kind of energy, like taking care of that and understanding our greater mission, <laughs> like our greater, greater, greater mission, as well as meditation. <laughs> well, that's the thing too, because if you don't have a strong nervous system, and I know this from having trauma since I was three years old and then being struck by lightning, nervous system thing has been very challenging. It's been like the thing I've had to really work through um, because I found myself in a lot fight, fight or flee or yeah. freeze. You're not going to be able to, if you already are overwhelmed with the unprocessed trauma that you're carrying and the wounds and the pieces like that, you're not going to be able to have a strong, uh, your nervous system is weak and you won't be able to even um, receive it's yeah. going to because anything that comes your way is going to be overwhelming and you're naturally going to go into that fight that parasympathetic nervous system of fight flight or freeze. Yeah. And so how do you expect to have a successful business where not only are people coming at you that you are here to support especially if you're in the spiritual wellness um industry where you're you're being of service you can't serve other people if you don't know how to serve yourself one and two money is an energy and if you can't hold that container within the self, then it's not going to come through. And that's the other thing that I've found extremely challenging and disheartening in the false light, love and light thing. There's been such a huge pendulum swing focusing on the feminine and they've completely bypassed the masculine or have just deemed the masculine as evil. But that masculine structure is what holds the container that allows the feminine to feel safe to express. Yep. And so, yes, we need to address toxic masculinity, but we can't have the whole futurist female thing because one, what is that? What kind of example does that set for these young boys and young men? Mm -hmm. First of all, who are seeing that you are just continuously and perpetuating a pattern of more toxic masculinity yep. where they balance. feel with exactly more imbalance where they feel unseen, unworthy, uh -huh. unsupported, the who am I's, which will cause them to act out because they're yearning for that love and attention. Yeah. And this is you being know? expressed in astrology right now with Chiron and Aries. So it's like wounded masculine energy is coming up and, and, and the message of feminine, good, masculine, bad, that is wounded feminine. So it's not about one or the other. It's about healthy expressions of both in balance with each other, right? Like that's, right. How, that's how each of us is here as a living human being right now is through a mix, a mixing of these. Yeah. Things. There's, there's, you have the balance. Like I, like I teach like that masculine feminine energy is alpha omega energy, mm -hmm. right? And you carry the, you carry them both. We both are carry the masculine energy just as much as we carry the feminine energy. It doesn't matter about gender. It doesn't matter about sexual orientation. doesn't matter about whatever, whatever you, everyone has those, those, those emotions and those energies. And I also think if there's so much of that wounded masculine, that to me is like a red flag that there's wounds in the subconscious. Yep. Absolutely. Because that root chakra, that that subconscious, that is that's the masculine, that's the foundation. And so, if people like with all the challenges and what's going on collectively, 
um, you know, that, that there's a great time to continue to do that subconscious work with what's going on. The fact that like, we're not in the normal routine of what was of the uh, capitalistic nine to five culture, uh, all these pieces. And now we're starting to pave a new path. We're revolutionizing how, how we, how we live our lives. We're cultivating more freedom, more sovereignty, and how we're choosing to move forward um, based off of what feels in alignment with who we are. And so we need to continue to do that deeper subconscious work. We need to continue to um, heal, to ask for forgiveness, um, to nourish, and most importantly, to infuse more play. Mm, yes, love play. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, for instance, like I needed to take a break from social media because I just found myself like waking up, turning on my app, scrolling, being on there, constantly refreshing all the like very toxic habits. And I was like, ugh, this is just, there's already so much information coming at me. And I'm like, time out. <laughs> like this is, and as a projector as well, like I'm very uh, sensitive to the energies that are coming my way and my environments. And I do feel like with March, it's going to be a testy because it's been a year since we've had the shutdown. No one thought it was going to last this long. And mm-hmm. we're still like, we're still in this. So it's like people will be a little more sensitive, a little more on edge. <laughs> and uh, people want to be able to go eat at their favorite restaurants. People want to be able to go travel. People want to be able to see their grandparents without having to wear a mask. People want to live life. and I. But I do think this had to happen as well for us to remember what's actually important. Yep. And so the more that we can find gratitude in this and uh, not be and and transmute it. And like we've been talking about, like you didn't place this on yourself or like, you know, this is all your fault and you put this in your life. There is this opportunity and this ability for us to really uh, find strength and to grow from this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, usually they're like, oh, do a 21 day meditation challenge, shift your subconscious. Imagine what's going to happen like a year yeah. <laughs> of like disrupting a pattern. Do you know what I mean? So we are we are completely rewiring our nervous systems uh, once things open up again, once things are flowing again. Um, and we're having to learn how to adjust to technology like we talked about, you know, like there's so much Aquarius energy right now and we're in the age of Aquarius, like you know, like we're really anchored in this now. Like to me, like when I was a, as a Kundalini yoga teacher, I learned that the age of Aquarius really opened the doors going back to 11, 11, 11. And uh, then we had the shift, you know, with the Mayan calendar and pieces like that. But then I think like what 2020 was, was like a dismantling of the rest of the Piscean age. Um, so now we're just like, we're waking up from a slumber. You know what I mean? Um, and we are going through a, uh, collective rebirth. And with that, we have to trust the divine plan in all of this, um, trust in divine timing, especially during these lessons and challenges. Yeah. I love trust. And that's one of my, um, less like that's part of my North node, uh, my North node in Pisces and my South node in Virgo. Something that I'm here to transmute in my lifetime is, you know, releasing the control and the plan and surrendering, surrender and trust, surrender, trust, faith, um, allowing spirit to support me. And so that's something which through my 
whole life, like since I was 14 years old, I'm 32 now, I have underst rationally understood my North and South node placements, but it's the very nature of the South node is that it's uncomfortable, or sorry, that is our comfort zone, and the North node is something uncomfortable to us. And now through lots of transmutation, alchemy, and really being on my path, I've understood that there is an underlying faith that is beneath everything that I've successfully created in my life. So there's an underlying faith in my business that when I am myself, that is like going to create the most success for me. That compromise will not create success for me, no matter what it looks like on the outside. It's only in that truth. And so there's also an underlying faith that I have that what is happening is happening for a reason. It really is mm. like, I believe in destiny. I believe in, mm. I believe oh, in making me like emotional. <laughs> I'm like starting my moon any day. So I'm like, oh my God, that's like so beautiful. <laughs> that's so beautiful. And I think, but that's the thing too, that we've had to dismantle, especially like, you know, I grew up in a super strong, like Catholic um, household too, in that sense. And uh, part of the, understanding or reprogramming or um, our own experience of what faith is, right? That isn't just beyond a um, cookie cutter approach or like a um, religious doctrine, but like understanding and reflecting back on your own journey on where you were supported, where were you protected, um, mm. where were you uh, guided and like watched out, like where is your faith? Like yeah. that... I was asked that question when I was, when I hit my rock bottom, where is your faith? And I like hear it so many times mm. in my head. I, I play it over and over again and that's what keeps me strong. So if I make like a bad investment, if I make like, um, a bad, uh, like, uh, the wrong, like a, a choice that was not in, um, the purest like alignment, I should say, like a choice that was like for wanting something material or whatever, versus like something that really felt expansive. Um, there's a lot of like, okay, there's lessons in this and you had to have faith in this process uh -huh. that you're going to learn so that you can teach. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, like experience is so important, you know, with what we shared, because then we're able to have more of that compassion of like, I see you, I totally have been there and I'm here to help you get through that. And so even when you're able to um, know your experience, you're able to embrace the lessons. And then when you're able to, if you can start like studying and understanding your birth chart and start un understanding like placements and um, where there could be challenges and asking for that help, asking for that support during those times, um, you have the ability to to not only revolutionize your life, but you have the ability to set yourself up for success, hmm. whether it be personally through your business, um, through your relationships. And so um, I think that comes with uh, having the courage to ask for help, having the courage to be authentically you, having the courage to um, embrace and understand, especially with like Aquarius, so much of this Aquarius energy too, and community and collaboration that, the lone wolf days are over. Yep. And so if we are able to start um, working with these tools, learning from people who know from experience, um, asking for help and uh, like being transparent, I think that's what's going to allow you to tap deeper into those insights, tap deeper into that faith, tap deeper into uh, the unfoldment of what's 
what's to what's to occur. Yeah. And but you have to surrender and trust. Yeah, totally. And I think part of the underlying faith and trust is also like, it's kind of like an antidote to shame because it's like, if you have faith that you are worthy as you are, that you're just inherently worthy, then when you have questions or you're process or you're making mistakes or you're experimenting, that it's not something to hide because you have an underlying faith that because it is true for you mm-hmm. that there's nothing wrong with sharing it or asking a question or learning something new or even changing your opinion on something, Change, switching it up. And you, you really believed in this and now you have learned something. This is a very Aquarian energy, which is like uh, the priority is the truth. And I'm an Aquarius sun in Venus. So I feel the Aquarian energy very strong. It's like, this is the, the truth. Aquarius can be very stubborn, but there's also an objectivity that we're being called to develop with Aquarian energy as well. So it's like, we can have this really strong opinion, but if the truth shows us otherwise, it's okay to change it. But sometimes mm-hmm. we don't have that faith that it is okay because we're worried about what other people are going to think, what other totally kind of stuff. And it's like, when you begin to just really trust your essence, then that gets to be your leader. And then even when you are hiring mentors or investing in courses and things like that, that person's not they're, they're not on a pedestal because you already are leading yourself. You've already found like the Mm -hmm. mentor and guru within. And then the birth chart is simply a mirror. So all that that does is it gives you a different, it gives you a more objective perspective. That's how I see it. Um, So Mm -hmm. some people feel limited or they feel like it's telling them who they are, um, but it's only reflecting just what is there. So um, it's a really great way to get out of your head. And that's what really helped me with it. And that's how I learned so much. Um, I don't have Mm -hmm. any kind of certification and I learned, I definitely have hella more than 10,000 hours in astrology because of being like 15 years old, living in a city, everyone was older than me. I didn't really have any friends. Um, I didn't have any friends from high school. Like I moved around a lot as a child. So I didn't have Mm -hmm. like friends from school or anything. And I would just like work in a cafe that I think I lied about my age to work there. And then I would just come home and fucking study astrology because I was just like trying to fit. I felt like I was buried and I was like unburying myself. And this was the way because it was helping me understand myself and helping me feel seen by something. So even though it wasn't a person, working with my chart and learning about astrology made me feel seen because I was reading things that it was like, how do they know? (laughs) How does the computer know this? Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's so affirming to like, start to understand your chart or be read your chart by someone else and and realize that you were always meant to be like this. Even the trauma, you you probably have Pluto in the fourth house, just like me. Pluto is the planet of death, destruction, rebirth. The fourth house is childhood and home. So many Leo risings who have Pluto and Scorpio, which is a lot of us because Scorpio moves really Pluto moves really slow, but the mm-hmm. rising sign is determined by the time of birth. So, but a lot of Leo risings that we know will have Pluto in the fourth house. It's like, oh, what? I was supposed to go through all that shit. That's not saying it's your fault. It's saying uh-huh. that it's part of your destiny of a greater trajectory that could even be beyond one lifetime. Actually, my Pluto's in the third house. Oh, cool. Yeah, my Pluto's in the third house and it's conjunct my IC. Oh, nice. Yeah. So similar energies because the IC is the point of home and childhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then my Taurus, uh, my Mercury and Taurus is conjunct my MC. Mm. So I have it like there, mm-hmm. my, my, um, it's, it's pretty fascinating to see like, or it's not conjunct, my, my, uh, my Mercury is 28 degrees, uh, but they're both uh, in Taurus. So mm-hmm. um, it's pretty fascinating, though. Like when you start to learn your chart, too, you can start to have faith in yourself and start trusting yourself as well. You yeah. know what I mean? I do believe that astrology is the language of the future. 
Um, and I think that like moving to Joshua tree, I am like starting to read the constellations more. And my Ooh, friend has like a massive amazing. telescope. Yeah. <sighs> he has a, he builds telescopes. Wow. So I like took a picture of like that crazy grand conjunction that we had mm. with like, I have it on my Instagram. It was like on the, uh, on the winter 21st. solstice. Yeah. Yeah, I got a picture of Saturn's rings and like I can I've seen Jupiter's moons. Like I've I've I know like part of my um being here for my Saturn return which is like I'm I can look down on my childhood homes. Wow. Um so this is how I've had to really work through a lot of that Pluto icy energy as mm-hmm. well. Um and then with my MC being in uh Taurus as well which is very homey in that sense. Like there's been a lot of that transformation I get to look down and like be like in that hawk perspective, I should mm. say more than look down, but just be aware of it from this higher perspective and to start putting the pieces together. And I think that's the other important part of doing that deep trauma work is like once you're out of it and you've done a lot of the inner healing work and you're able to rise above and look and look to, and look above it and in that hawk perspective, you can really start seeing one, how far you've come Two. um, how, like what conditionings were you from projections really, especially of loved ones, especially at young age that we got from parents, family, teachers, what have you. And how can you start to infuse more of that forgiveness? Because Uh that's still, until you choose to forgive, it's going to continue to like take over your life. Yeah, It's going to continue to um, bleed into your present and your future. Uh Um. And so I just think it's it's important to start understanding that the journey you've been on, there is a divine purpose to it all. It's not like you should be ashamed of yourself or like, because when you said that shame piece, it's so true. Um, and that's something that we don't talk about enough because it's taboo, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, like people are like, oh no, I have to be like this certain image for my brand. But I think part of the essence of you is to embrace your faults and to share that you've made a mistake and to take that responsibility and um, to share it with grace mm-hmm. and to yep. share it with, I wasn't aware at the time, or, you know, I made an unconscious decision or um, I made an, a decision out of impurity or, um, spite. And those are all human emotions. So I think we can't continuously shame people for that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can have the, the grace to admit accordingly and, um, take initiative to shift it and then help other people shift it too, because a lot of us have those emotions and those feels, especially yeah. when, we're going through like what it means to be human. And there's there, we just, I'm just like praying that we continue to um, dismantle a lot more of that shame yeah. and, uh, and understand like, you know, you learn from this, you get to share from your experience and let's be part of the solution. Yep. Yeah. And even in challenging situations, as hard as it can be, 
asking ourselves what we can learn from it, because that is actually what we, that actually is our sovereignty is what we choose, how we choose to perceive things and what we can learn from it. And even if we're, we it, like something that's complicated is like victim archetype because like being and dwelling and living in our victim, it doesn't help us. And it doesn't help the people around us bypassing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help anyone either. However, there are times when we truly are literally the victim we literally are victimized in terrible, horrific things that happen, that happen all over the world every single day. But if we can still find a way to perceive that as life is carving me into who I'm meant to be, damn, I like I must be meant to be such a fucking powerful, badass motherfucker because I'm trying yeah. to mess into something different different um yes and if that I feel like that's the true like mental sovereignty um of making those choices and it can be fucking hard um but it's mm-hmm. also a muscle it is a muscle and I like to see it as just the diamond in the rough you know yeah I love that and the more that you are constantly carving because my astrology teacher Stephanie Azaria she's talked more about um she runs by the cosmic path she was my astrology teacher when I was becoming a kundalini yoga teacher and so she talked about like the 5d symbols and how a lot of the symbols have evolved and the Gemini is the diamond oh cool. and so I uh I resonate with that because as I've continued to uh chip away and carve away the traumas and the conditionings and the to get out of that damsel in distress, poor me, poor me. Um, I've been able to shine my light brighter. Yeah. My essence brighter. I've been able to allow that to be infused in my marketing where I can be more authentic and genuine and vulnerable and real. And like how you see me on social media is how you'll see me in person. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that when we have our business, our life, our relationships, what have you. It's a solistic relationship. Like your soul, your essence is infused in all areas of your life. Yeah. So when you give yourself permission to do that deeper work, when you give yourself permission to ask for help, when you give yourself permission to learn from your mistakes, when you give yourself permission to admit your wrongdoings, take responsibility, um, embrace what it means to be human, people are going to respect you a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, in terms of like the, like uh, bringing it back to the beginning of our conversation, going by our name, I also think that there actually are some people who their energetic blueprint, they don't really have to, they're not uh, harming themselves or their expression or their business by not sharing certain things. I think for many mm-hmm. people, or I wouldn't say actually it's many people because I think in the world that we're in or the industry that we're in of like people helping people, creating businesses and doing things that it is very personal. But there are people that it seems pretty fucking aligned that they're like, this is my work and I'm kind of hiding back here. Like it, sometimes hiding feels like a contraction and sometimes it can feel very liberating. And I think mm-hmm. that each of us has that different blueprint. And that's why it's really cool to understand our astrology and understand like, oh, this is what, this is when all of these parts of my universe are expressing at their highest potential. That is me in flow state. That's me at peak magnetism. And for, for us, particularly for people and listeners that are Leo rising, it's like share more of your face, share more of your story. And I think what it also comes down to is our own, a big part of the self-work is self-understanding. Cause we, if we want to love ourselves, we have to actually know who it is that Mm -hmm. we are. And when we know who we are and we're, we're grounding, like we're grounded, like we're doing consistent energy hygiene, meditation, clarifying our channel, grounding into mother earth. When we're doing that, then when we get an inspiration of, I should share this on, on my business account, 
when I get that hit, I will fucking trust that hit. And that's why I did start talking about my life and my past and things like I've even shared online that I was a stripper. I shared that in my stories multiple times. And that was something I never planned to talk about. Never in a million years. What does that have to do with astrology? Nothing, right? But I got the intuitive hits. And because of having a strong relationship with myself over most of my life, abandoning myself and perpetuating my abandonment traumas, I was abandoning myself too, putting myself in extremely shitty relationships extremely shitty situations, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, we've come back together and it's like, oh, what? You're my soulmate. Okay, sweet. And so I think like we can strategize about, is it good to talk about our traumas and our processes or not? And then we can be in our head about it. And then sometimes people do it in a way that it doesn't feel good and doesn't feel like an expansion, if that makes sense. So I think what when we can build the muscle of trusting our own self and then an inspiration comes up and you just know that feeling, like I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like, I, man, I just w- open my eyes in the morning and I'm like, I need to, I need to make this post. Like, that's how I feel. Like, it's truly like a download. I used to really not like that word. I'm sure there's a better word for it, but that's what it fucking feels like, man. You just open your eyes and it's like, oh shit, is this story really wanting to come out right now? Like, I think it was on Christmas Eve, I wrote a post called Money and Power, but it was that that was just like, that was just the day that it came out. I didn't, wasn't really celebrating Christmas. I don't really celebrate Christmas kind of like tender, weird time for me, but this post wasn't about my tender, weird time. It was about money and power. And I was like, Oh, like it tumbled out of me. And I was like, is this the time? And, but the fact is like, we get to affirm ourselves and we, and that affirmation should come from our, in my opinion, like our heart and our body and our body saying yes. And then when we trust that, that's when we take those risks that fucking pay off rather than we tend to be very in the overthinking of like, Oh, someone else posted a really vulnerable post. Maybe I should post a really vulnerable post. Yes. Uh, (laughs) It's like saying, saying true to you. And I think, like you said, that self-understanding, um, and you do that when you give yourself time mm, and yeah, you create the space, create the space to understand rather than keeping yourself busy. Yeah, um, absolutely. But to close this conversation has been really beautiful. And like, I know whoever's listening will feel extremely empowered by it to dive in deeper and really understand who they are. Um, and you can embrace warts and all, you can embrace who you are and it's okay. Um, but to close out, I would love to do a lightning round, uh, questions. Okay. Okay. What does sovereignty mean to you? Sovereignty means liberation and empowerment and connection with our integrity, like living in that integrity and taking ownership of our power. Love that. What would you say to your younger self? Trust, girl, trust, 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 trust. And no, you didn't take a wrong turn somewhere along the way. Mm. What does it mean to be a global citizen as you've traveled around the world? It's hard to say the definition of global citizen, but I think it is very important. And I recommend to anyone to really understand and see how other people live from third world countries to other places and understand, uh, learn what you can about privilege, the privilege that you have. Like, yes, I'm a woman of color. I lack certain privileges, but I have hella privileges too. And to go to places, not only to uh, have the best time ever and save money and, you know, people just want to go to Thailand and, oh, everything's so cheap, la, 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 party but actually learn about those cultures and realize you could have been born there too. And maybe, maybe next lifetime you will. <laughs> mm, or maybe you were in the past. Maybe you were in the past. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> what animal totem has really been guiding you lately? Black Panther or black Jaguar. 
Mm, And eagles and eagle. mm, I love that. And what last little uh, nugget of wisdom would you want to share to whoever's listening? People often ask me, what's the most important thing to focus on? I'm very complex. Like I love every little detail. Like I'm like a deeper, deeper, deeper. But for people that are new to looking at their chart, even your sun sign, it's more than your personality. Your sun sign is the core archetype and essence that you came here to shine. Um, And when we have, when we understand our sun and our moon, which is our inner world, we have more of a coherence. So our moon is our inner world. And so it's a place of nourishment and emotional safety and home within our own self. So for people that are like, what should I focus on? Even look more into your sun sign and understand that you chose to come here and shine in this way for a reason, reflect on that. And then reflect on your moon sign as well, because the moon sign tells you what you need to feel safe and nourished. So it's, it's not, it's not just your chart and placements are not just describing aspects of your personality. They are prescribing to you what contexts and environments and energies you need for that specific part of you to thrive. So your moon sign tells you what you need to thrive. So when you feed yourself that you will be more um, resilient in times of change, uncertainty, yada, yada, because you're within your home and your own self. Mm, I love that. And where can we find more of you? So I hang out a lot on Instagram. My Instagram is oath.oracle. Um, I have readings, uh, birth chart readings, the soul's map. I do a soul's wealth reading, soul wealth. So this is a business marketing and offers focused with astrology and psychic insight reading. Um, I have the moon coven membership where we do new moon and full moon ritual. And it's a bunch of boss, bitch, business, babes and creatives. Uh, and yeah, that's that's what I'm up to right now. Thank you. Everyone go check it out because like, if you got like information out of this episode, imagine what it would be like diving deeper into this fucking priestess's world, yo. That's all I got to say. And I just want to say thank you so much for going there with me today and diving in deep because, you know me, I don't do basic bitch shit. So. <laughs> and uh, go ahead. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, we both have the eighth house North node. So it's like, let's just go right to the underworld. <laughs> I'm here for it. Protected. Yes. And I just encourage all of you to be gentle with yourself and give yourself permission to explore more of who you are. Mm, And from that space, you'll be able to radiate out into the world, your radness, your truth, what makes you you. And so we're here to support you because we believe in you. And so thank you so much for tuning into this episode and we'll be checking in with you again soon. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam. Satnam.